Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, Greetings, everyone. Welcome on board, (laughs) WK. (laughs) Couldn't you change it up once in a while? Hey, everybody. Welcome on board. That's better. Thank you. Sunbury Motor Company, a Ford F-150 that they brought up here. This is the antimatter blue that uh, if something touches it, it gets sucked into the paint job. And, well, it's antimatter. Oh, please, go touch it. It's like a black hole. (laughs) Go touch it right away. And, uh, Don't delay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where was I? Oh, yeah. It has the auto hold, which means if you're at an intersection, the car doesn't drift forward on its own. If you take your foot off the brake, it, of course, it holds on hills. A lot of vehicles these days have a hill hold. Uh, but this has auto hold everywhere. You can adjust it. Like if you do want to drift forward a little bit, maybe you're waiting in a traffic line, something like that. Uh, but if you have the auto hold on, it means that it will hold it at an intersection so you don't drift forward. You can take your foot off the brake and, of course, pay attention to everything you're doing. The motor has the start-stop technology that turns it on and off at intersections when you're waiting a long time at a traffic light, like at Monroe Marketplace, and it gives you an opportunity to save a little bit of gas. That's why it gets uh, 24 miles a gallon, the posted mileage on the highway, but you can get much higher. But this is a great truck, $51,000. Its uh, clone is still sitting down at the Sunbury Motor Company waiting for somebody uh, to buy it. It's been there about a week or so, and it's just a great uh, vehicle in every way. And we invite you to do what I've done. Drive this around and consider an upgrade and uh, ordering some more things online at sunburymotors.com and making sure that this uh, vehicle has absolutely everything you need. This particular one has a generator so you can run uh, power things. You can run your whole house on it as long as you don't use, I think it's about 3,000 watts, uh, but that's quite a bit of extra power for you to use. Uh, with Lots the, of juice, baby. Wow. Well, has, of juice. has an outlet uh-huh. in the front, too, not just in the bed, but up front. So you can plug in up front. If you got a laptop, you're going to charge up or something like that. Super opportunities uh, to save a lot of money and to get the vehicle you want at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. They are our sponsor of the On the Mark program, the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On starts right now. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at On the Mark. Mark at WKOK.com, and you can text us to 70236, include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's see, we can talk about a couple of things that have popped up lately. We had a U.S. Senator, uh, Pat Toomey, on the news line yesterday talking about the fact that in the Democratic Senate Bill 1, there is not anything worth a saving. There wasn't a darn thing in there that would uh, make elections uh, better Do you watch uh, Tucker Carlson? Um, Ever? I, I have it my whole life. I don't watch him on a regular basis. I always try to catch a little bit when he's on. I, I don't watch him at all, to be honest with you, but I read an article that he wrote this morning that I think is fairly interesting, and it, we touched on it in part weeks ago. 
But in early 2009, the Obama administration made a surprising, probably unprecedented accusation against Westchester County, New York. It's a pretty liberal place. According to the Obama administration, Westchester was an instrument of white supremacy. Not the good liberals who live in Westchester, Bill and Hillary Clinton and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and many others. No one accused them of being bigots. The problem was the buildings they lived in. All those single-family homes, row upon leafy row, set back from the street, well-tended lawns and mailboxes, were examples of racism, literally structural racism. The only solution the Obama administration announced was much greater density, more subsidized housing complexes in Westchester, more high-rise apartments buildings, maybe some drug-addicted vagrants living on the sidewalk begging for change. That's his editorial comment. Only if Westchester became more like the Bronx could it become non-racist. This was all something of a surprise to the people who lived in Westchester, again, <laughs> most of whom are dutiful liberals. They didn't realize they had a white supremacy problem. Between 2000 and 2010, according to the census numbers, Westchester's black and Hispanic population had risen more than 50 percent. So how could it be racist? It didn't make any sense. And here's the kicker. In court, the Obama administration explained the reasoning. They singled out Westchester's practice of standard zoning. That reference to county regulations that restricted the heights on certain buildings and limited the placement of sewers to protect drinking water. It sounds reasonable, but according to the Obama administration, those were restrictive practices. And that's a legal term that under civil rights law means they were racist. And because they were racist, the Obama administration withheld more than $20 million in federal funds from Westchester County. If the county wanted the money, it would have to construct 10,000 low-income, high-density, non-racist apartments. The battle went on for eight years. Westchester County fought it. They're a wealthy county. They had the money to hire good attorneys, and they won. What they're trying to do is to eliminate single-family residential zoning. Now, stop and think about that for a minute. You probably live, and I do, in, in an R1 area, which is single-family residences. Now, there are, are exceptions to that. There are things that are permitted there, like uh, special exceptions, like churches, other public parks, and things like that. But it's basically designed, zoning is designed to protect people's investment in their homes and property and to keep bad things from happening, you know, and keep you from doing bad things to other people, mm -hmm. other people doing bad things to you. It's been a standard in this country for many, many years. You know, I grant you some townships don't have zoning, but most municipalities have zoning, and it's there to protect people. It's not there to be racist. You know, to say that we have to, uh, he makes a point here, uh, to take people who live in nice places and turn them into crappy places isn't going to help people who live in crappy places move to nice places. That's his That's his opinion. That's Whose opinion? Tucker Carl. Mm, okay. But, you know, he makes it, he makes an interesting point. <laughs> Zoning is there to protect us. I mean, it, it is there to... So uh, President Obama was wrong? I think so. Okay. I think they definitely Well, I it was bound to happen were. eventually. <laughs> we got one call coming in about this topic, and we'll, as I mentioned... Well, maybe not this topic, but I think, it's, I think it's a very interesting topic. Talk about the remarks of U.S. Senator Pat Toomey yesterday, or John Gordner talked about the big compromise that was reached to try to get a bill that would be an acceptable budget bill in Harrisburg that, uh, strangely enough, doesn't overspend uh, federal money that's available for them to utilize in the next couple of years. So uh, that was uh, one of the topics. So we'd love to hear from you. One of our good listeners says, if you don't support uh, the gun rights in the same way he does, you are un-American. So that's, uh, I think that's a harsh term, personally. But so you don't want to talk about this issue? 
about President Obama's remarks about zoning no, no. half a decade yeah. ago? Well, no, it's it's surfacing now because the Biden administration is doing the same thing. Yeah, okay. That's the point. All right. Fails the who cares test at my house. It but, does. Okay. But, so hey, if you think it's you important. You wouldn't care if a glue factory moved in next to you. All right. Let's get the calls going on the housing thingy. Stan, you're on the mark. We're talking housing in Westchester, New York. Yeah, that's called affirmatively, affirmatively affirming fair housing is what the system's called, the program. And that's just another, you know, socialist pillar that they're trying to, uh, you know, enforce and bring onto the suburbs just to destroy the suburbs they bring the people from the inner city that they know will vote democrat to uh eh, some some of them are conservative areas some of them are more liberal areas and uh, to change the voting habits <laughs> but i, I know, mm-hmm. i'm not even sure that's the that's the issue to me the, there are many people who aspire to have a nice home in a nice area and that doesn't go against color i know many people of color who live in nice neighborhoods. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think they want their homes and their property values protected just as I want my home and property value protected. Uh, I don't think that that's, you know, I don't think, I don't see it as a racist issue. Well, neither do I, you know, because everybody has the opportunity to make, make something themselves and go out into the suburbs or into the rural area and purchase the home that they can afford and live the way they want to live. That's open to everybody. And to say that it's racist, well, I'd turn that right back on them. So, you know, it's just insanity. Well, I mean, cities were designed, and people chose to live in cities because they wanted to be around larger numbers of people. People who moved out into the rural areas didn't. You know, to say that everyone who moved into a rural area is a racist, to me, is just absurd. (laughs) Have we had racist (laughs) policies related to housing in the past? Sure, we have. Well, and they I'm were asking, wrong. I know you know the right answer. Stan, have we had racist policies that relate to housing in the past? Of course we have. Is this look, enough? At the, look at the deep south of the Democrat-controlled Jim Crow era. Of course there was. What about the, uh, the uh, use of the GI Bill that disfavored blacks over whites when they were interested in using that to, to buy homes? Did we do that in the past? Uh, that I don't know because, you know, I didn't check into the GI Bill or anything like that. And I'm sure it probably was because we had a deseg- uh, segregated military at one point until they, you know, decided to desegregate. And if there was, well, that's a government problem. And, and the majority, you know, the, remember, who controlled the government for 50 or so years before the uh, Republicans finally took control of both houses in 20, uh, was it? Uh, 2000 when Clinton was in 1994, was it? Somewhere in that neck of the woods, yeah. So is it feasible these zoning changes now or this policy now is sort of like an affirmative action or an opportunity to not a make good, that's not exactly the right word, not a reparation, but an opportunity to try to balance the playing field because in the past we know we didn't do well. So here's something that may favor blacks to, to balance things out. Is that possible? That's part of the motivation? No, it's it's a part of the left to reconstruct the suburbs into their socialist utopia. So, you know, because they're trying to, what are they trying to do? Public, uh, government uh, transportation everywhere. They want everybody to ride government transportation, not public uh, transportation, because the public doesn't control it. The government does. So then they will be able to determine where you go, when you can go there, and how you're going to get there. They want to do away with the private into, you know, private vehicles. It's, you know, it's, they, they tell us that all the time. 
You know, got to get rid of the gas vehicle. Well, the gas vehicle is the most efficient way to get around, but we've got to get rid of it. So it's just another, you know, an, another, you know, uh, block in their socialist utopia that they're trying to build. Another partisan uh, foray into this abyss that we're in. Is there any way for us to get out of this, you know, where, where Republicans impose voter laws that suppress minority or black vote and Democrats <laughs> impose zoning laws that make it harder for whites to stay in a neighborhood? Is there what, What's the solution going forward? Is there a way out of this? <laughs> yeah, well, well, Republicans are pushing uh, uh, voter suppression laws. Come oh, on. Okay, well, skip the, skip the, that that particular exactly. fact. He, he has to work his editorial <laughs> comments okay. in here. Uh, well, okay, skip that. If if you don't think that we have any systematic racism left in the U.S., that's fine. We'll stipulate that. We'll say it's 100% true. Is there any way for us to get out of this partisan divide where somebody who doesn't agree with you on gun rights is un-American, whereas, of, of course, course you're are. a conservative, you're an American, but if you don't agree with you, you're un-American. In what way can we dig ourselves out of this where we hate other people, other Americans who vote and are participating in we a democracy? Just, just, we well, hate them? Well, if you say, to, if I say to you you're un-American, I think that's a hateful I'm not saying comment. anybody's un-American who wants to get rid of zoning. So, I think they're ill-advised. All right, I'm mean, looking for solutions, Stan. What's our way out? What, you know, contribute to something that helps us other other than uh, doesn't divide us? Well, that's a good question, and I honestly don't have the answer because, you know, the the left side of things have control, uh, control has basically total control of the entertainment and the media, so they can basically say what they want to say, and, and the news media, the mainstream media, will basically propagate that out through the, through the masses. And the masses are the ones that consume that stuff. Now, CNN's having a terrible time because of the lies that they've been pushing for the past four or five years. They, you know, they've lost, what, 50% or more of their viewership? Yeah, particularly their morning Trump's show. Trump's not around. Right. Listen, I, I, I think Mark's being, I'm, I'm sure he's serious in saying what would solve our problem, but the basic answer is to treat other people the way you would want to be treated. If we all did that, there wouldn't be many issues of racism, there wouldn't be many issues of discrimination in this country. But that doesn't mean we take away people's rights. If I have a right to, if I've worked all my life and I bought a home in a single-family neighborhood to raise my children, nobody should take that away from me or make it harder for me to maintain it. And that goes whether I'm black, white, White, yellow, or even green, for that matter. We all have Absolutely. a and I, I've been involved in municipal government since I was 26 years old, and that's a long time ago. I know when I was on borough council in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, we had a predominantly black area that was called Cardboard City. The houses were in terrible condition, and I was successful in getting some grant money to start changing that process while I was on borough council. And I, today, that neighborhood has been brought back. I mean, the people, I'm sure, are long gone who lived there when I was there, but the housing has improved dramatically because people took the time and care and wanted to improve their property. Suppose we made it harder for them to do that, you know, by taking away some of their rights or taking away the zoning. That That's just un- that's un-American. Stan, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. All right, well, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. All right, thank you. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if people just treated each other the way they wanted to be treated, they, you know, things would be a heck of a lot better. But, no, everybody everybody that disagrees with seems to be, okay, here's how I split it, seems to be that if you agree disagree with someone on the left, whether it be about Biden, the, you know, 
what's going on down there in Congress and all that, right away you're a racist. That's how they label. That's where they start. When they start losing an argument, they turn to the race card. And I'm sick of it. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. You know, because they don't know me. They don't know how I think. You know, I, I don't have a problem with anybody as long as they mind their own business, work to better themselves, and stay out of everybody else's business, and treat everybody nicely. I don't have a problem with anybody. And if they don't do that, I they're, do. they're on American. Well, he well didn't they're say that. working towards that, <laughs> but I don't have a problem with anybody as long as they leave me alone, don't get in my business, and just mind their own business and go about their life and make their, their, their life better, not worrying about how somebody else is living. It's nobody else's business how somebody else lives, as long as they're not committing crimes. All right, we appreciate the call. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Stan. Really appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. We have inadvertently touched on something that's important in the U.S. That's gluing the nation back together again, making it so that uh, all of the uh, individuals in the nation get a fair opportunity. One of these uh, zoning proposals that Joe's complaining about may be one of them. Uh, Maybe some of the things that Stan talked about are also some of the hurtful things that we're doing that do not help us in this nation. What's your view on this, Joe's zoning issue? What uh, Stan talked about, this idea that if you agree with him, you are definitely part of the solution, and if you do not agree with him, uh, he'd probably love to hear you out, but uh, of course, he feels strongly about his important viewpoints, so we'd love to talk about that. And uh, are there any solutions? Uh, I think it is hopeless. Our Republican has gone down. I want you to set me straight. Tell me if that's right. Call us now, one 800 7959565 is our telephone number. Have we fallen too far down the abyss uh, to pull ourselves out? 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. Speedy dialers. Uh, Joe, summarize this accurately because I will mischaracterize it for what it really is. Well, I'll I'll go into what Tucker Carlson had to say last night. He said the goal isn't to eliminate racism. This is in making these municipalities build in single-family residential areas, build apartments and and denser housing. He said the goal isn't to eliminate racism. The goal is to eliminate suburbs. So rather than improve the lives of people who live in crappy places, the goal is to destroy the lives of people who live in nice places. Why would you want to do that? There's a very clear political reason, says Carlson. Suburbs are typically purple politically. Republicans win as often as Democrats. If your goal was to make America a one-party state, 
you'd want Republicans uh, to make America one party. You'd want you'd Republicans can just win as Democrats do. But if your goal is to make the country a one party state, I'm sorry, they doubled this line in the story. You want to change this. You want to make suburbs into cities. And if you did that, you'd win every time. Democrats win cities of the 10 biggest cities in the United States. Democrats run nine of them of the 50 biggest cities. They control two thirds. It doesn't mean they are good at running cities. They're not. Many are on the verge of collapse, but running things isn't the point. Winning elections is the point, and Democrats are happy to admit this. Congresswoman Ariana Presley had this to say on MSNBC in June. She said, this is about human and physical infrastructure. Progressives in Congress have been leading this fight. Care economy is infrastructure. Climate justice is infrastructure. Housing justice is infrastructure. Public transit justice is infrastructure. These bold investments must be made to support workers and families in order for us to have a just, equitable, robust recovery from this pandemic. Housing justice? Really? <laughs> well, I, again, it's not reparations, but it's an opportunity for equal opportunity if we've had housing policy. I mean, I, I'm assuming, again, you know more about this than I do, but I'm assuming that this is to make up for what may have been racist policies in the back in the past. What they are, I don't know. Why are the suburbs mostly white? Why did they mostly vote Democrat last time? That was because you had a president that many found abhorrent and Republican or Democrat right. that voted against him. But once you get a normal Republican candidate in there, I would think you'd probably go back to Republican okay, in the suburbs. So what's the issue? In other words, if people are not if people are living in substandard housing, I, I admire what the city of Sunbury has done with respect to trying and reclaiming properties that have fallen into disrepair. In Shemokin Dam, we're certainly on the lookout for properties that are substandard and that don't are not up to code. You know, if these landlords are making money off poor people and not keeping the properties up, that's where zoning and code enforcement should come in, where you should be allowed uh, to go into those properties and force the home, the property owners to make adjustments. Or take them. Well, and, you know, obviously that might up the rents. You know, certainly they're going to pass along their charges, which is another issue. So it seems to me like subsidized, subsidizing the renter would be a better long-term project than trying to tear down neighborhoods and turn them into something they were never intended to be. Can communities stay in full compliance with zoning laws and code, well, scratch that, code laws, you know, where, where all the sidewalks are perfect and all the houses have uh, no peeling paint or don't have any peeling paint. Is that feasible? You know, I mean, is it even possible for, uh, you know, a, a homeowner who, let's suppose they have an interest in keeping their house up so that it looks as good as the neighbors, but they don't have the money to do so? Okay, well, the, there are the, there are considerations that are going to be in that. For example, someone decides to build a play area in the front of their house, and they put in all sorts of playground equipment for their kids. <laughs> in front. That, yeah, in front. That's their right. Right. In other words, you can't tell them they can't do that because that is their property. How does it adversely impact neighbors? Does it destroy the property values? Or, or take for another case where a house is abandoned. The people who owned it move somewhere else and they let the house or sit there. there's a fire damaged house. Right, We've and it deteriorates. In you know, so zoning and code enforcement are designed to protect people from having their property values destroyed by someone who, whatever their circumstance, doesn't keep their property up. You know, it's, it's just simply a matter of protecting your right to enjoy your home 
as you see fit. You know, take, for example, noise. That's always a complaint in municipalities where someone... Fireworks. Fireworks, yeah, definitely. I know Rob has that issue where he lived. Well, you do, too, in Northumberland. It's a big, big fireworks town. You know, so your right to enjoy your home is limited by the fact that someone's setting off explosives nearby. Well, we had some good news on the fireworks front earlier this month when they announced there was a fireworks shortage related to the <laughs> pandemic, but most of the people... <laughs> in our neighborhood apparently got them ahead of time. I don't know. I was at Sam's Club over the weekend and I saw people going out of there with giant stacks of okay, fireworks. So I assume many of them make loud noises. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, I definitely think the state should reel that back a little bit. That was probably the one of the least insightful things our state legislature ever did was to uh, legalize and tax fireworks. I'm sure they're getting a lot of money from it. But oh, anyway, all the way back to what you're talking about, keeping homes up. I, I think what you say is true, that you definitely should keep homes in as good a shape as possible and use you know zoning to control that kind of thing and uh, code enforcement to keep it up. But at the same time, I just wonder if everybody can keep their home up to the same level of quality that you do. You know, is it feasible that you have a working class family that they are not able to oh. do so? Should they have you know your interest in uh, perfect paint okay, imposed on them? There's a difference between uh, requiring people to keep their home up to my standard or keeping their home to a standard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what zoning is intended to do. It's not going to say you have to maintain your property to luxurious standards. Why do I have to have, why can't I have peeling paint? Well, you can up to a point, but if it it becomes a detriment to the neighborhood and the property value, someone's going to issue you a a notice that you do have peeling paint. (laughs) Uh, My lovely bride sends a note, says, Mark, you have peeling paint. Take next week off. <laughs> Take care of that feeling paint. <laughs> we'll see you at Sherwin. Yeah, we're going to talk about hammer throwing when we come back. Okay, and turning your back on the Star Spangled Banner. That ain't right. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to any of the good ideas that we're trying to talk about today. We would invite you to call in. We're trying to find out if we can find any solutions. we got one caller who's checking in, so we'll take that call. But uh, we would invite more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236 and that is an opportunity for you to be on the text connect system make sure you put the keyword OTM in there so that we get your text to connect a message you can email us at on the market and again that toll free line open now 1-800-795-9565 we do have some news headlines Harrisburg Diocese of the Catholic Church today announced they're lifting the mask mandate during mass at all parishes in the diocese good news for 
for the hundreds of Catholics around here, some of whom can't be vaccinated and said they didn't want to wear a mask during worship. Diocese says people who wish to continue wearing a mask can do so. They've also continued the dispensation from the obligation for attending mass. That remains in place. More about their statement at WDKOK.com. Governor Tom Wolf is expected to veto the election reform bill given final legislative passage by the U.S. Senate this week. The bill, among other things, would add restrictions to mail-in voting, allow for early in-person voting, cut off voter registration earlier, and require voters to show an ID at the polls. Senator David Argel voted for the bill. As the chair of the Senate State Government Committee, my top priority is to try to restore at least some degree of public confidence in our elections. And I believe that this legislation will help accomplish this goal. But Senator Vincent Hughes opposed the bill, calling it another attempt in a national effort to limit access to voting. This is Pennsylvania's voter suppression effort rearing its ugly head. The bill passed the Senate on a 29 to 21 vote. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. A Associated Press reporting today that it was a key trade that sealed a budget deal between Governor Tom Wolf and Republicans who control the legislature. It was a $100 million eject- injection of cash into Pennsylvania's poorest public schools in exchange for the governor backing off a regulatory expansion eligibility for overtime pay. Now, of course, we heard Senator Gordner talking about the yesterday. Governor Wolf, a Democrat, had sought more than a billion dollars in new higher funding for public schools, but met Republican assistance. He settled for $300 million for education. At the same time, he agreed to allow the repeal of a provision of a regulation that he won approval for in 2020 that expands the ranks of lower-wage salary workers who must receive time-and-a-half pay for overtime. I think you meant resistance, not assistance. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. U.S. Supreme Court Monday declined to take up a years-long battle over Virginia school board's policy prohibiting transgender students from using the restroom and locker room facilities that reflect their gender identity. In an unsigned order, the court denied the request from the Gloucester County School Board to review a lower court's ruling that struck down its policy, leaving the decision in favor of transgender student Gavin Grimm intact. Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito said they would have wanted to hear that uh, particular case. And finally, even a conservative U.S. Supreme Court justice thinks federal marijuana laws don't work. Justice Clarence Thomas issued a report that says the country's pot rules no longer make sense. His opinion won't change federal law, but could help lead to more states striking down laws that make weed illegal. Yeah, as soon as this federal money runs out, pot's going to have to be legalized hey, in Pennsylvania. Man, we need the money. St- let's get stoned. Uh. All right. Are you a big pot smoker? <laughs> no, I'm oh, not. Oh, okay. Just ask. Never touch the stuff. In your whole life, you never, never even touched it? Never, never. You never, never touched it? Like the, the cops didn't say, here's some, and you touched no, it? No, I didn't. I have smelled it because I was taken along on a drug uh, bust, if you will, mm-hmm. in a place where they were growing marijuana. So I've smelled it, but I have never consumed it. One of our listeners says, Tucker Carlson is 100% correct. That's why the left continuously tries to have him kicked off the air. 
Okay. Do they do that? Are we trying to get Tucker Yeah, they, off? they've been trying to get oh. him off. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I don't watch him, so I, I just thought he made an interesting point. If you take away his editorial comments, the idea of zoning it's as, a bona fide as, a, issue. as sure. a, racist, tar, a racist thing just strikes me as being absurd on the face. Okay. Nope. Another listener says the social justice warriors are on the march, even when everything becomes racist. Nothing is racist. No, it says when everything becomes oh. racist, nothing is racist. Sorry, I shouldn't read, should I? No, it's that's not, not your job. It's not helping. Not your job. Chris, thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, well, what strikes me a couple things about this housing issue is that uh, if having black people or poor people come into an area lowers property values, then... Tucker seems to be saying to me that it's okay to enact laws that keep them out. I don't think that's the case, Chris. I don't think he's... Well, that's pretty much the, the exact case. I don't think people of color moving in your neighborhood lowers your property values anymore. I think we've gone far beyond that. But I do think that people who move into nice neighborhoods have the same interest in keeping those neighborhoods We're nice. We're about a whole county here, though, aren't we? Westchester County, that's where the story is from that he yes. was using, yes. I don't know if it's any particular town or a community in Westchester, but it's the county as a whole that needs to do this, was my impression. That's right. They're, they were t being told that they can't... That's the entire county. That they, they can't, can't maintain... do it, huh? What? You mean they can't find a place to put high-density housing? Yes. Okay, so why would why that's, would they? Well, that's apparently what you're saying, or what the Tucker was saying, or what the. But you're you're saying that inherently has to be racist. What I'm saying is, if no, 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 no. Listen to the law. You even quoted the law rightly, and then you paraphrased it wrongly. The law was that if a law has a racial effect, it is illegal, and therefore can be uh, have have this action they were taking. What's the racial effect in not allowing high-density buildings in a single-family residential area? How is that racist? Inherently is racist. County, is the whole Does county it, uh, set up that way? Doesn't matter. Some townships in the county. There are, I can tell you that in Pennsylvania there are elements of exclusionary zoning that you can't do. For example, uh, you can't tell people they can't put in a mobile home park. You can't tell people they can't put in a uh, uh, put up billboards. You know there has to be some reasonable provision. Now it can be heavily regulated. You can put as many restrictions on it as possible that pass the test, but you must allow. You can't practice exclusionary zoning. Now if that's what they did, if they didn't have any place in the whole county for, you know, uh, for the county zoning, but it, the zoning is done on the municipality level. There's county yeah, and, zoning, uh, but... If you're going to have high-density housing to some place that's a municipality, it seems more likely, I mean, if you put them out in the middle of a forest, then you need transportation and stores there, right? You don't have to have them, you know. If you have it, <laughs> if you have it set aside, if you yeah, permit let's it. Just have uh, the uh, 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 12-story apartment building out in the in the forest, and. Uh, but the the word is no, that's no attached. No reasonable way to get the stores. Uh, you you hit you hit the word for low-income people. Possibly you hit the word. That's the word is reasonable. You have to make uh, have a reasonable expectation that the property can be used for the pur purpose for which it is zoned. 
has to be reasonable. Now, who defines reasonable? Well, usually yeah. that's going to wind up in the courts. Somebody's going to have to go to court to define is, it. Yeah, the law is that if it has a racial or a discriminatory effect against poor people or black people, then okay. you have to take countermeasures. So how many people in the Hamptons, What what is the, uh, what is the um, and in Beverly Hills, what have they done for poor people? Do they find poor people living in Beverly Hills? I don't know if it says every municipality has to have this, just uh, certain county. But uh, I mean, maybe the, a county has to all have right, it. So let's say in, the, in this county, the property values in the county are all $200,000 or above. Does that mean, and it's all built completely up? So what do they do then? Well, if it's all built completely up, uh, that's probably a reasonable reason not to have any. Okay, so that would be reasonable in your account, but well, what, it, it depends on the circumstances. If they, uh, but it, yeah, if every lot is taken and there's no no room for one any place. If there isn't a large forested area or a large empty area, then it would be more difficult to find one. So I they don't know should. If it would be impossible, but certainly. Then you it would, would you would stop short of ordering more difficult. You would stop short of ordering houses be bulldozed in order to make room. Well, uh, it might be a question of how many houses and over <laughs> how big an area. All right, so you would bulldoze down my house to, to make room for people who didn't come to my area, couldn't afford to live in my area, but now we're going to bulldoze my house down so they can? They can't afford to live in, the, in uh, the, the houses in your area, not that they can't afford to live in the area. So why is that society's problem? Because it has a discriminatory effect. Well, a, a lot of things are discriminatory. Says. I might want to fly to California, but if I can't afford the airfare, is that discriminatory against me if I happen to be black? No, that I can't afford the airfare? You have enough wealth, you can, but that's totally different. You're talking about housing opportunities, and there's I'm talking ways. about travel opportunities. I want to travel to California, but I, I can't mean, afford I the ticket. I assume that in these towns there's some menial jobs to be have. How far away do they have to have people commute in order to get to these jobs? Well, I, you're assuming to. they all have butlers and maids. I'm not making that assumption. No, I'm, I'm talking not about saying they have they have gardeners. They have people who work as clerks in stores uh, where the where the stores are and, and things the, like that. And the the gardening people usually come in trucks. They have a business and they have their means to get where they're going. Yes, and that, do they come from ten miles away, three miles away, or have they come from thirty miles away? Well, if they come from thirty miles away, I suspect my charges are going to be higher to cover their costs of transportation. Yes, and it's, uh, their expenses would be higher, correct? No, not their expenses, because they're they're working an eight-hour day or a ten-hour day. My expenses are going up because I have to pay for their transportation. Uh, the businessman's expenses, or that's why you have to pay more. Okay, well, so that's the way the economy works. Okay, but we can also uh, have uh, people who have those jobs have a place to live closer by, too. One of our listeners... For everybody, it would one of our listeners sends a note that says, people of color moving into the neighborhoods does not lower property values. But uh, Oh, he didn't finish. He, there's well, another sentence. Every time, uh, every time <laughs> Joe was talking about uh, building these uh, high-density housing things, he automatically assumed it was running down the area. He said that several times. Did I say that? It was what? not me that assumed that. 
I don't believe I said that, Chris. Uh, Chris, that. I think you're going to have to go back and listen to the podcast. No, I don't believe said I said running that. down the neighborhood. You've right, said that several times. But listen, listen, Chris, this is the full text. Joe, read that, Bob. It line. says, moving into neighborhoods, people of color, moving into neighborhoods does not lower property values, but government housing does. I think it can be shown. And that that's, that is true. I mean, it does. It can do it. If it's main, well maintained, it can be an asset to the community. And if it fits in, it, you know, in terms of the way it looks, its but footprint. Every time you you talked about it, you said, "Why should these people be forced to have their neighborhood run down?" You said that. Right, but I didn't mean it because people of color. You're putting something well, in there that I'm not talking. High density housing, not because right. It's people of color. High yes, density housing. You said that. Right, and exactly. I exactly, and that's true. Okay, but now, the, you're talking about the same thing in this situation. Now well, read I this one, Joe. Okay. Once again, Chris doesn't want to hear it. Chris doesn't want to hear it. Hold on, Chris. I don't have much time left. Once so again, like Chris is casting point. the poor and people of color as victims that have no control over their situation. That is the soft bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> and you know who said yes, that. Yes, you can have the whole society working against you, and but uh, they have they, they, it's a soft bigotry of low expe- expectations. Yes, right. I understand Everything's that against you, but you have a low expectation. Yeah, yes, but I have the low expectations. All right. what, no, is your, what is your final? <laughs> point. That, that's a cop-out phrase of cop-out phrases. Right, okay. And one thing I do want to say to Stan very much that I've been wanting to say for a while is his comment, he had two things. First, he was almost ready to say he was ready to take up arms against the country a month or two ago. He, he was just talking around it, but couldn't quite say it. So that's really American. And the the other thing is the he has said that if the Democrats got their voting bill passed, they would control everything forever. <laughs> but there is nothing in that bill that would do that. Okay. And especially if you add in the national ID to vote in the compromise version, absolutely no way is that true. But he believes it to be true, and he's just not seeing it clearly that the Republicans are doing the thing on the opposite side that way. They, they, they purposely attacked how black people voted and urban people voted and are doing things to make longer lines. And more trouble voting. Okay. What, can we, what can we do to get out of this abyss, Chris? Uh, You're asking the wrong you guy. Could, you, could, you could vote for that compromise with a national ID in it. Okay, perfect. We'll, That's we'll one take thing, it. and make certain limits on uh, how, how states can control control things, and getting rid of gender mar- gerrymandering to some degree, and getting rid of uh, secret money contributions that the Supreme Court caused this problem. Okay. okay, well, listen, and, we got to move and, on. We have another caller, Chris. Chris, we have another caller pending, and you've had 10 help. minutes. Well, that would help a lot. 
Call back with more good ideas. We'll take them. We'll take them. Thank you so much. All right. Actual answers. That's what we're looking for. Give us a call. No, we're not. We're looking to decide what the problem is. All right. (laughs) 1-800. Joe's still working on the problem. I'm working for answers. Uh, Well, we have to identify the problem before we can get the answers. Never Mark Twain will meet, (laughs) as they say. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subray Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. <laughs> Google says, don't go looking for trouble. I looked right. up some racist remarks, and Google says, don't go looking for trouble. One of our listeners says, just because someone can't afford something, then they are being discriminated against. What no, can't t- afford something. You should not do this reading. Right, I'm not doing it. You read it. Just because someone can't afford something, then they are being discriminated against? What a terrible opinion to have of people. one 800 795 We're talking about zoning, racism, opportunities, and... And code enforcement, municipalities, housing. Of course, we know we have how the racist past in our housing. We know that to be true. Uh, is the, but this uh, isn't the past. This is today. Too far the other way, favoring uh, Greece and the skids so more minorities can move into nice neighborhoods is the question. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Al, you're on the mark. Good morning, and thank you. Uh, I've wanted to bring in Blackstone Corporation. That's part of the problem here. In uh, the 2008 housing bubble, Blackstone Corporation made a deal for like $6 billion to buy up 17,000 homes that were in the foreclosure bubble. And now they'll own four or five homes in a row and maybe acquire a couple more in that block. And then they're going to be moving in and building the, the apartment building. So it's kind of an insider deal that's been going on for a while, and uh, it's backed by big money. And that takes the single-person pride in your home ownership away when you, when you have a nice neighborhood and everybody has pride in their homes. Um, you, you develop a, a good, strong neighborhood, and, and that, that's going to eliminate a lot of that. What would have prevented... Al from Nori Housing Corporation from doing the same thing. Well, I, at one point I did have 30-some rentals. And um, I lost a lot of good people to Section 8 housing. I bought places with old renters in, and then the housing started going up, the towers and so forth, and they can move in there a lot cheaper than I was renting them their place. and. They reluctantly did it, but I was buying, I, I don't, 
want to say how many, but I had a pile of them, and I, I made them all nice enough that I would live in, and it just got really hard to maintain it. And then in 2005, I saw kind of the writing on the wall. Um, the people were saying, i got to pay my car insurance. I can't afford to pay all the rent. Can I pay a little bit in two weeks? And then pretty soon it was, I can't afford to pay it at all. And then if you, don't, if you have a soft heart, before you know it, you're out four months' rent because if you let them go two months, it takes another two months to get out. Then you're down four months. But and at the end of it, I I was in the whole thirty grand. Okay, so what so would I have prevented whatever the corporate name your your DBA was when you were doing all this housing? What would have prevented you from buying up those four homes in foreclosure in that neighborhood and acquiring a few more and doing what oh, Blackstone did? I had a, I had a did. case just like that. Uh, I was down on Tenth Street, and that's commercial residential, and they were trying at one point to make that all commercial. But they ran into problems because there was, a, I think, about 100 residentials still in that area. And I was denied an apartment that I put above a, a large garage. I was denied the right to rent it out. Okay, so there the is, there was an insider deal. Blackstone did something, well, maybe not illegal, it, but it, something it, improper well, that you could now, not do when you were trying to buy your houses. Is that what you're yeah, saying? It's a corrupt deal. Okay, yeah, I got you. But that's they kind of far. That. That's a, a, a kind of a separate issue from from requiring people to build something to change the the character of a community to suit somebody's preconceived notion of what is housing justice. I never even heard of that term before. The Black, Blackstone's pushing it, <laughs> so they can put up their buildings. And control everything. Just like uh, Soros owns most of the farms in the country now. We can't have one person owning all the farms. It's the same deal. All these little farmers are a, a group within their own and within a valley, and they all help each other in, in uh, times of need. And, and you take that away and throw in a corporation, he's going to say, oh, you're, you're in rough shape over there. I'll give you 50 cents on a dollar for your farm. So, and then they just buy up everything and control everything. And then the, when you, what happens when you control everything? You control the prices and what quality of food is going to go out, everything else. You don't have the individualism. You don't have the uh, competition. And you don't have the cooperation amongst each other to make a living in your valley. Okay. So you're talking about Blackstone, the global investment business? Yes. It says they're investing fund, pension funds, large institutions, and individuals. You're saying that they're actually buying up properties as part of this? Inside yes. deal. Six okay. billion, $6 billion deal has uh, just been uncovered. Well, not, it's been out there. you got to look for it. You can find a $6 billion deal where they bought 17,000 homes in foreclosure. And there's, some, and there's another corporation, too, that's doing the same thing and they're buying up resort islands and and condos and okay. condos. The people used to own individual condos. Now uh, they're buying the whole building, and then it ch it changes the aspect of the building there too. Okay. Well, the way the system the, the way the system works the, the way the system works is that whoever has a property has the right to request zoning changes. You know that to so that they could get maximum use and benefit out of their property. Nothing says the municipality has to grant it if it's inconsistent with the way the municipality well, wants to 
to I be. I won the deal down there, and I won the deal down there, and uh, I forget what ward it was down by 10th Street, where uh, to do what they wanted to do, make that completely commercial, they would have had to have provisions for the hundred and some homes that were there, another place for them to go, and. It would have got really complicated and really expensive, so okay. I eventually won. Okay, well, good for you. Thank you, Al. Appreciate right, your call. Thank you so yep. much, Take sir. Care. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com. Read the three texts before we All take right, the one break. One of them uh, is addressed to Chris. says, and I guess this is from Stan. He says, I have never said I would take up arms against the country, but fear there are people who would. And then another texter says, Chris, H.R. 1 and S. 1 are Democrat into perpetuity laws. <laughs> and Woo-hoo. finally, a third says, Mark, the skids were greased for people to move into housing before in the 90s and early 2000s. And then we know what happened when the housing bubble burst. Okay, super. Thank you so much. We appreciate the texts. They were sent to 70236 with the keyword OTM. So you can join that list. That's about a half a dozen messages today we've received. And you can call us. Now, 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. First line of the Star Spangled Banner back turner lady. Uh, the first line of Star Spangled Banner is Osei, can you see? No, the <laughs> no. story. Okay, uh, let me find it here. Uh oh, <laughs> where'd I put it? All right, we'll take a quick break <laughs> while Joe recovers his memory. Oh, I got it. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki Monday defended U.S. track and field star Gwen Berry's decision to turn her back on the nation's flag. What? 1 yes. 800 795 Is it un-American to turn your back on the Star Spangled Banner and the American flag? 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're looking for texts that are sent to 70236. We're going to talk about a U.S. athlete turning her back on the flag and the national anthem in a moment. Tom is standing by with words about housing, and he's going to give Joe the what for. Go ahead, Tom. No, I got a kick out of Al. He's a typical Republican. <laughs> well, that may be true. No, what he just you, did you hear what he said about somebody built these other buildings and it took away his Section Eight housing money? Well, that now, is, you know, I think he's, he, now these Republicans are against government. Well, that they is the net. Of, that's the actual net he's effect. To go out and, he's willing to go out and buy thirty houses. So he can get Section 8 housing money off of people. No, I, th- I thought that was kind of... I think he well, said he lost... That's a typical Republican. It's how they think. I, I, I think he said that he lost to Section 8 housing, that he wasn't Section 8 housing, but his tenants left for well, Section yeah, 8 housing. Well, yeah, he wants Section 8 housing. Sure he wants it. No, he, he didn't have it, and he lost his clients because of it. That's what he was saying. Guys like Al are what this problem in this country is, and these Republicans like, like Ivanka and Jared. How many they own? They own like half of Baltimore. They own a lot of properties in Baltimore that are they have problems with. You know, is there something wrong with Sunbury? Sunbury of over half the houses in Sunbury are rental units. Right. That's a fact. Uh, I know. I agree with you. I know it is. So. And then what what people need to do, they need to quit uh, holding back on the minimum wage. They need to pay people that they can afford to to have a house. And then they don't have to have Section 8 housing. 
and then you don't have then you don't have guys like Al that are trying to make a that are trying to make a lot of money off of the government, and that's what these guys do. <laughs> this 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 Carl that calls, I know this Carl that calls. I haven't heard him for a while, <laughs> but he bought some houses in Sunbury too. Okay. I know. Well, so what's what's wrong with being an entrepreneur and buying houses? You make it sound like it's a dirty yeah, landlords thing. Landlords are terrible. Oh, this because is terrible. They're, because they're doing it because they know they know they can get people in there and they can get money off the government. And Al admitted it. He he admitted it. What? Well, but call up and yeah, but you're providing. But they're providing housing for people that that might not <laughs> otherwise have housing. Right, you're providing good housing. Well, you know what I just told you. I told you if they would pay people, if they would get off their high horse on this on this minimum wage, and pay people, that people wouldn't have that people could have a house. You wouldn't have over half the houses in Sunbury and every place else owned by somebody else. Well, What's your and minimum wage? And the government is paying to make guys like Al a lot of money. And 15, 15 bucks an hour is, is going to do it. 15 bucks an hour, I can buy a nice house. I don't know what world you're living in, but that ain't the world I'm living in. What, what you, I didn't hear what you I say said. 15, you're, you're always calling and advocating for a $15 minimum wage. That isn't going to get you a nice house in a nice neighborhood. So I'm asking you, well, what's your minimum way, if wage? You have a, if you have two people working in the family, you could you could have a house at fifteen dollars an hour. What's a good minimum not a, wage? Not a mansion, but a, you could have a nice, you could have a decent house with two people working, making fifteen dollars an hour. Is that a good minimum wage, or do you want it higher? And fifteen, fifteen is the minimum. That isn't that doesn't mean doesn't mean you're going to make fifteen. Fifteen is the seller. You could make more than that. You could make twenty. <laughs> You okay. make twenty-five. <laughs> people, people that are working right now, they think fifteen dollars an hour is great. Yeah, fifteen dollars an hour is living in poverty. Now, what what do these employees give you back for that fifteen dollars or twenty dollars an hour? I mean, do they know anything? Can they handle the jobs? Are they qualified? Well, they, I don't, I don't know. They should. <laughs> they, they have to get people that can do that. They give you sixteen dollars well, an if, hour. What if I, what if a guy comes to me and says, "Hey, listen, I want to buy a nice house in a nice neighborhood. I want fifteen dollars an hour." And I say, "What can you do?" And the guy says, "Nothing." I don't have any training. Well, then he would then he would get a job. Joe, you don't understand. $15 an hour is the minimum for a minimum person. But that sweeps the floor. Okay. That collects garbage. $15 an hour is the minimum. All right, we got you, when Tom. When you get skills, you go up higher than that. Thank yeah, you. You can't seem to get that into your head. Oh, I got it in my head, all right. I just don't it's think it's... the minimum. <laughs> $15 is a minimum for a non-skilled person. They don't have to have a lot of skill for 15 So what above What do I do? That, above that, the skills, you get more okay. money. Okay, well, well, let's say, I. all right, I've been working at $15 an hour, and I've got skills, and my employer likes me. Suddenly, the minimum wage is $15 an hour, and the guy who sweeps the floor is making that. What do you think I want? I want <laughs> more, don't I? They're going to have to pay more. Oh, okay. going to have to okay. pay more. That's all there is to it. Have you heard the word inflation, Tom? Does it ring a bell? <laughs> all right, Tom. I don't we... care. They're going to have to do it. This got out of hand when they didn't raise the minimum wage for how long? All right, Tom. Should, the minimum wage, if they would have kept up the minimum wage, would be $20 an hour right now. Tom. They never did it. Tom, okay, you don't, may be right. Tom, don't say anything for a minute, okay? For 60 seconds, don't say anything. Al, you're on the mark. Hey, 
thanks for a chance for a rebuttal. Uh, I had people that I bought houses off of that had the houses prior to me. They had old people in it, and I'd buy the house with the old people in it and keep the rental property going. And another thing, Sunbury was always a stepping stone community in the area. And the young people get there when they're young and have a young family, and then they save up for a down payment for a house. And I even offered opportunity. Well, there went up. You're still there. Huh? I don't know where you're coming from, Tom, but I'll keep praying for you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Al. All right, He's praying Tom. for you, Tom. Tom, what's your rebuttal, real quick? I, di- I didn't hear a word he said. Oh, okay. I, I see. Heard okay. nothing. Well, part of what, I heard nothing. Okay, sorry about that. I think what ha- I tried to blend the two lines, but I didn't do well at it. But in any event, yeah, he said basically that he was providing an opportunity for the older residents that lived in his homes for to, that could stay there, and he took good care of the places, and it's an opportunity. Opportunity, and additionally, yeah, and additionally, it was an opportunity for young people to move into homes that were well taken care of as well. And when the high rises uh, got built, that made it far more difficult for him to find uh, good clientele to live in his home. So he got out of that uh, business. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Tom. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. I think Tom may have had another comment, but <laughs> oh, still he's there. now. You still there, Tom? Do you want the I last? I can't hear a word. Do you uh, want the last you word? You get the last word, Tom. Well, I don't know. I can't hear anything at all now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you can hear me conversing with you, so you know when to say you can't hear anything. How do you know when I to? I can't. Say? I mean, I can barely hear anything. I got you. Okay. Must all right. Be. I didn't hear one word Al said. All right. We we mentioned that. All right. We got to go. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, can't hear you. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Read this, Joe, before we go. All right. Tom, this is a texter. Tom sounds jealous that he doesn't have any rental units of his own. <laughs> He's not building wealth. All right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark. Uh, yes, sir. Earlier in the show, you had asked the question of what we can do to bring people together. And I don't believe I have the exact answer to that, but my, my feeling is this. Right now, in our culture, I believe a person like myself, if the Democrats want to propose a law or they make it a law, and I question the one what the results will be and what the unintended consequences of those uh, laws if they were put into effect, I'm immediately uh, cast as someone who is either like anti-global warming or anti-racial harmony or or whatever it happens to be. And and I think that 
the problem we have, and one of your earlier callers, when you when you raised that question, he pointed out that the mainstream media right now and high tech, I believe they're completely in bed with the uh, Democrats. And he said, whatever the Democrats say, the media is willing to propagate that. Well, I, I think it goes beyond that. I think that the structure of the Democrat Party right now, they provide to the media exactly what they want put out, and that narrative is accepted, and then that narrative is just like proposed laws. Anybody that questions that narrative is cast as, you know, basically something wrong with them. And, and that, to me, it, that's acceptable, and it's taken for granted that that's going to happen, and I think that's the biggest problem that we have right now. We're just not all on the same page, and uh, I really hope we don't have to have a major war in the world to get us all on the same page again. So is MSNBC part of this conspiracy or this movement? Mike? I think Mike's gone. I came to this conclusion by listening to MSNBC and listening to my woke friend or CNN and my woke friends, and they, if I try to convince them of anything, they, they immediately, you know, they, maybe they'll try their best, but then they default to, you know, I, I don't have an open mind, I can't see, I'm brainwashed by Fox, which I seldom watch, <laughs> and uh, I think it's really, we're, we're in a bad situation, and when you're, you know, okay, the last thing I'm going to say is I believe in cycles, and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about climate, nuclear power plants, the economy, or whatever you have. When you have cycles, that's normal. But if you allow a cycle to get out of control, things really bad can happen. And I think we're in a cycle right now where we're so divisive that one side or the other will allow things to get out of control and they'll justify it because it's the right thing to happen because the other side won't listen. And I, and I really think that something really uh, bad could happen if, if we are unable to turn this around. And right now, with the Democrats basically, in my mind, in control of all branches of government, uh, the judicial, uh, our, our major colleges where our real thinkers are going right now, our military academies, I think unless we take some corrective action, things really bad could happen. Well, I think liberals are taking over. That's why MSNBC is doing so well in the ratings. <laughs> that was humor, Joe. You're supposed I, I to know. Laugh. I know. I was laughing. Okay. That's why I think, well, newspapers are owned by Democrats. That's why newspapers are growing in popular. Oh, never mind. They're failing. Okay. Uh, let's Just see. check out CNN. Their ratings are so far in the tank. Right. So, yeah, everybody who's supposedly mainstream media and is owned by Democrats is failing, and Fox is the only one who's skyrocketing. So I, I hear what you're saying, Mike, I don't, and I certainly am afraid of what you're saying. The only riot by political partisan people that I've seen lately was on January 6th, and they certainly were not a stack of liberals from, you know, egged on by the media. If I could interrupt, your default position right there, and it came natural, was to say, hey, Mike, you, this is essentially what I heard, Mike, Mike, you know what, you're ignoring what happened on October the 6th, and that makes you, January. you know, you don't think right, you know, and, and that's, that's the way I feel when, I, hey, we do not know what exactly happened on October or January, January. 6th, other than what we see, you know, January 6th. You know, something bad happened, obviously. 
but there's never been a real investigation. There's, uh, you know, never been a forthright, a forthrightness from the FBI about what they knew, when they knew it, and what they did about it. And from the people that, if they did tell them what they knew, there's never been an investigation of those people. So to say that October or January the 6th is all on people like myself and, and using that to put me down, I, I think that's totally unfair. And that's just an example of where we're at in this culture now. Would you defend me, please, Joe? No, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with Mike. <laughs> in what way does that put you down? It's just a discussion about political sides. No, it's not putting you down. I agree. With Honestly, you. I didn't put okay. anybody down. I'm just trying to point okay, out that Mark. there's two sides to this story. The last thing I'm going to say, you, you brought up the point newspapers are failing their own by Democrats. Uh, the ratings are down with MSNBC, uh, and they're basically liberal. So that, that puts my perspective in, in doubt. But the reality is the Democrat narrative is so widespread and pervasive, it doesn't matter where you go, it's put out. It doesn't matter if it's social media which is the, you know, basically the, the big thing right now. It doesn't matter if it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever. It's, that is what's accepted. And people, people rely on these, quote, fact checkers, but the reality is this, most of the fact checkers really are not true fact checkers because they've got their own inherent bias. And so what I'm saying is it's like this. If somebody is a, a addicted to drugs, okay, and their life is sliding downhill, and you try to uh, help them or tell them, they're going to say, you're the one that's wrong, not me, okay? So, uh, and I'm not accusing you of being in denial of the, the situation, because you're a very smart person, but I'm just saying that that is, my position is that the narrative is so widespread and pervasive that it's, quote, true. And if you remember... It was only a day or two after that building collapsed down there in uh, Florida when many of the people killed. And even though I felt that it was inappropriate, I put out my feelings that it's not going to be long before the Democrats and the media start using this as a tool against uh, Republicans and conservatives. And that has happened. Yes, Governor DeSantis could have strengthened building codes, and he didn't. <laughs> All right, we got you, Mike. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Yep, we appreciate it. We're looking for solutions, folks, and Mike's got some of the good answers, so we appreciate that. What has Gwen done lately? Gwen? Barry? Oh, uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki Monday defended U.S. track and field star Gwen Berry's decision to turn her back on the nation's flag, saying Berry was seeking to peacefully protest the moments that Americans haven't lived up to our highest ideals. Barry, Barry 31, placed third over the weekend in the hammer throw during the U.S. Olympic trials, earning her a spot on the team. As the national anthem was played, she turned from the flag. Uh, she actually covered her head at one point with a, with a shirt of some kind. This weekend, Gwen Berry, who hopes to represent the United States as an Olympian on the hammer-throwing events, won a bronze medal at the trials, and then she turned her back on the flag while the anthem played. Fox News' Peter Ducey said to Saki during the Daily White House briefing, does President Biden think that is appropriate behavior for someone who hopes to represent Team USA? Well, Peter, I, I, I haven't spoken to the president specifically about this, but I know he's incredibly proud to be an American and has great respect for the anthem and all that it represents, especially for our men and women serving in the uniform all around the world. 
didn't answer the question, did hmm. she? No, not really. But I think, you know, we have these civil, uh, what do they call it, quiet protests or civil protests all the uh, time. Okay, but the basic fact here is sh- this woman wants to represent, she's working to represent the United States of America and the, the Olympics. If she can't stand this country, why does she want to represent it? And the... Na- and the uh, and she loves the country. She just doesn't think the flag represents her or what her experience or her community. Well, her flag represents the country. If she loves the country, she has to love the flag by extension, don't you think? Yes, but if you read uh, just one sentence further, you're going to find that really her hope I- is that the nation eventually lives up to the kind of ideals that we talk about. In her that opinion. Are written in, well, that, that's right. <laughs> this is all her opinion. No argument there. I, I don't think we're doing a finding of fact here. She feels that way, and she feels that her community and the black community and that discrimination and systematic racism still exist and need to be dealt then with. Then why does she want to represent our country? And wh- Well, because one of the things you can do in this country is you can do civil disobedience, or uh, I'm not coming up with the right word, but the right word where you show a protest in a peaceful manner. That's one of the uh, great ideals of this country. Look at I'm, kneeling I'm not, with the I'm NFL. I'm not arguing her right to protest. I just don't understand why someone who feels the way she does about this country would want to represent it. Would she not be better saying, I have the talent to, to make the United States look good in hammer throwing, but I will not use that talent because this country is racist and right. they're a bunch of... Do me a favor in the next 24 hours. Bone up on how she feels about this country. Back up what you're well, saying. How not do you just know the, what she, how she feels? Well, she's, she's very outspoken. She's an athlete, activist for a long time. She's not just saying that she doesn't like the country. She was censured once before for behavior similar to this. Right. She's been an activist as long as she's been in the public eye. We will take this up tomorrow. Joe will do his homework. We have an expert calling in tomorrow about group think and protesting tomorrow morning on WKOK's On the Mark, WKOK Sunbury.